Welcome to The Life Tonic, a podcast where we explore the sacred connection between our mind, body, and the multiverse. I'm your host, Joanna O, and I will be joined by inspiring thought leaders, creators, healers, and disruptors in their space as we journey through many of life's greatest mysteries and unpack different concepts around alternative health and wisdom to expand our definition of self. I'm grateful you're here, so let's dive in. Zoe, and welcome to the Lifetime Podcast. Thank you. It's really lovely to be here. I'm very excited that we finally got to do this and that you get to come. I think this is the beginning of a long collaboration together, I have a feeling. That would be really lovely. Yeah, really lovely. Mm -hmm. So for everyone tuning in, Zoe, my guest today is a wonderful light worker, a spiritual teacher, and a healer of light. She guides and supports light workers to raise their vibration and align to the cosmic, lunar, and earth cycles. And today we're particularly diving into that, but also talking about the magic of the moon. And you're going to share some of your wonderful knowledge on that and how you got to, I guess, work with these cycles and understanding them and making them part of your life and share a little bit of your magic and guide us to understand this cosmic activity that's happening at the moment that we touched on a little bit its energetic impact which I'm sure a lot of people will be resonating with and how we can use it to align inner and outer so welcome again Zoe (laughs) thank you it's a real pleasure to be here today with you So tell me a little bit about where we are finding you today in your journey. Maybe start at the beginning, if that feels, you know, resonant with you. Um, Tell me about how you got to the work that you're doing now and your journey into spirituality. Or you could talk about how you're feeling today. That's totally (laughs) up to you. Well, that's a whole different story. But yeah, I I love this question. I always I always start with this question. So I'm so curious, because we all have such different stories, don't we, Joanna? Um, So I think the best place to start is obviously, I, um, I was brought up in England in the UK. And I was, I am an empath, but I had no knowledge of that. Obviously, no one talked about it. We, you know, I was brought up in the 70s and the 80s, so really showing my age here. Um, And it just, it just wasn't a thing in my environment. So I, you know, I was obviously very, very sensitive and um, was onboarding a lot, as we do. And it really, uh, you know, when I look back, I could see how much I was in struggle with this when I was at school, particularly as in my teens. And, you know, this resulted in real kind of be, you know, keeping myself small, people fixing behaviors, keeping myself under the radar, but also a real sense of, you you know, I was very aware that I was seeing things and, you know, obviously having out-of-body experiences, but I couldn't explain it. And it didn't worry me. I was just very kind of accepting of it. I I was connecting with the light body families, light families. You know, this is what I've 
understood now and it always happened when I was in France I have a French lineage so I'd go and spend all my summers at my granddad's house and I'd always have these kind of light families kind of sitting on the bed and chatting away but but this was very normal to me I didn't I didn't question it and I didn't join the dots really but but obviously growing up as a teenager it, it, you know this sensitivity was really tricky for me really challenging as I'm sure many empaths will will know and will understand that and so growing up you know becoming an adult um I went into teaching I, I was a language teacher in um, secondary school, so it was sort of teenagers, a uh, very tricky environment, again, very, very stressful, as, as those of you that are teachers will understand as well. And obviously, there was a lot of kind of astral density, there was a lot of releasing negativity that I was picking up on, and was it was beginning to impact on the physical as well. But at the same time, I was starting to get interested in meditation and yoga just for myself. I never dreamed at that point that I would have a client base. I, you know, it, it just kind of, it was something to help me really to have tools to relax me. And I got very interested in transference healing as well, which is a modality that I'm trained in. And I kind of weave into all of my teachings now as well and support my, my client base and my members. And I approached the head at one point because I could see all of these children really struggling, school refusing. I mean, it's a real thing here in the UK. And he was really open, bless him. So I'd kind of come in with my bag of crystals and gridding cards and, you know, oracle cards and all these things. And I would I would run energy on these kids. And, and as you probably know, children are, very, are templated so differently, aren't they? They're just not... They're kind of not prepared to sort of sit down and shut up and get on with it. They're very questioning. They're very open, you know, open to energy and sensitive to it. And we started to see really good results. You know, kids that were school refusing were starting to come in within a few months. And and it was it was really interesting me. But at the same time, I had this kind of crumble going on where I just didn't want to be there anymore. I just knew it wasn't good. So I, I kind of ended up leaving. I was on a contract where I could leave within a week, which I did so. I had no plan. I had no no vision for myself. I had, I didn't know what I was going to do. And it was, you, you know, it, your, your identity is so wrapped up in what you do. Or, or for me, it was, you know, because I wasn't, I didn't know anything about soul purpose, anything like that alignment or anything. I just knew that this energy was powerful and I was not in a good environment for me. So I kind of cried for about a week and I just kind of gave myself space. I just went into it and I um, slowly I started to think, actually, I'd quite like to have maybe like a circle, like we invite women to the house. And we, you know, I set up these little circles in my living room, (laughs) as you do. And, you know, I've always been quite connected to the moon. So I sort of started to do them around the full moons and new moons. And I was running a bit of energy. And, you know, just slowly I started to open up to, you know, the mystery and the magic of the universe and, and realize that I was an empath and all of these things. And it just grew from there. Fortunately, or unfortunately, no, well, fortunately, really, COVID kind of stopped, put a stop to all of that, because I was starting to do healings as well, in my home. And I, it drove me online. And it just, 
expanded from there really and you know I've ha- I'm having these beautiful connections with people like you and and um yeah and just started to really get interested in cosmology as well and because I've always had this sensitivity I, I can tune into the energies I can see how it impacts on me and and just this kind of growing love for the moon as well so it was a real I mean this was you have to appreciate this was like kind of about 12 years of awakening I really feel that my I was talking about this last night actually on a live that my awakening was so slow it was like a snail's pace but it was because I put the brakes on I just I felt my power and I felt my gifts as as we all do but I was so frightened to step into it and it, you know and I didn't I had my sister who kind of who got that kind of whole spiritual empowerment thing but Apart from that, I didn't really have a guiding light um, who, you know, probably people would have just said, oh, you're depressed or you, you've you lost your way a bit. But it, but as we know, it's, it's part of that, that spiritual empowerment, isn't it? It's a process. It's an initiation that we have to go through. And um, so I think that was why it was so slow, really, for me. I didn't have these kind of, you know, overnight awakenings that some people do have. So that's my story, really, in a nutshell. <laughs> That's such a lovely story. And I think it's, it just goes to show that everyone's journey into awakening. It's, I mean, really is kind of a perpetual becoming, which I always say, and it's so different for everybody. And it happens the way it's meant to happen. Um, So that's why it's so important to not compare your journey, I suppose. For some, it does happen overnight. Uh, You know, what we call the, the dark night of the soul, and you just suddenly have all these epiphanies. But for you, it sounds like it was a very natural progression, actually. Yeah, yeah, I do feel it was quite organic. And, um, you know, just, yeah, yeah, I just kind of felt my way into it. And um, at the same time, my intuition was was really starting to develop as well, which is something that I, obviously, we all have, but I wasn't, I wasn't listening to it at all. And I guess we're not, you know, we're not, programmed in that way are we really or I I certainly wasn't um taught to listen to that or value it at all so it was it kind of went hand in hand really you know I had to sort of um reclaim and reconnect these gifts that that we all have within us so um yeah it just took a long long time yeah I picked up on the word organic Mm -hmm. because to me all of this sounds very organic, the way we really get to reconnect with the power of cycles and truly kind of stepping in, which I think is very central to your work, mm. you know, stepping into your embodying your feminine wisdom and sharing it with other women through these circles, which you'll tell me a little bit more about. But the moon does carry this feminine energy. Um, you know, if we were to look at it that way, and I think throughout history, it's been this connecting light between us all, if we were to accept that we all started from this original point of, of energy. And even though it has shifted, expanded, and changed, it's something that, like you said, is very much within us all. And it gets sometimes goes on the back burner a little bit, uh, but it, it does feel so organic. And really, that's the word that I would use as well to to go back to that symbol that guiding light connecting us to to mother earth but also to the female cycle which is just one example of the sacred connections we have with nature 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and we can align to that. We can, we can absolutely sync our cycles. We, we can align to those natural, you know, lunar cycles, lunar vibrations, and, and even go further than that. I mean, for me, that the beginning of it was really noticing the moon and just, you know, moon bathing or being outside in a presence and yeah, it was just a noticing at first and, um, you know, just, just having these wisdoms as well, you know, and the, the, the possibilities of what you can do to harness powerful vibrations to, to really um, awaken things like co-creation manifestation as well um you know and I I like to do a lot of rituals around that just just so that we you know I'm connecting I don't feel there's any right or wrong but I like to be very soul-led in that and do what I feel is right for me um you know so we we usually have a fire or, or something like that outside we spend a lot of time outside and, um, you know, I like to write down um, things that, you know, my intentions for the, the new moon and, um, you know, use that that full moon as a kind of reflective period to see where I'm at with things. I, do, I don't just do it at those periods, but I know that those periods where, you know, the veils are thinner and um, it feels more powerful. So I kind of like to do that intention setting at, the, at those times. And, uh, you know, I suppose everyone's got their own practices, haven't they? You know, I like to call them my goddess ways as well, um, you know, to, to connect like in. That. Yeah, yeah. But it does feel very goddessy, doesn't it? And very flowy. And, um, you know, that's that's how I navigate through that a little bit and, and live live in connection with her. Yeah, that, that's so empowering because um, I think it's coming more and more into light pun intended um the fact that you know men's hormonal turnover is more corresponding to this 24-hour cycle which you know we refer to as the um, circadian rhythm which is pretty much based on the sun whereas for women i think a, a lot of women that i've spoken to are now coming into the realization that we are very much uh synced if we were to pay attention a bit like you said you know just noticing that our rhythm corresponds more to that 28 day cycle, which is the lunar cycle. And it's kind of that broken into phases. So I I guess my question to you would be a bit around how do you navigate and can you talk us through the cycles and how you personally work with them? Does it change from month to month? I know that for many people, there's a fluctuation, like you said, of energy through the various cycles and and how do you kind of come into um working Mm, with it yeah I love that so well let's break it down so I like to talk about the four phases of the moon in terms of seasons and our female cycle for me that that's been the easiest way to get my head around it so we I always kind of start off with the dark moon phase um going into full moon sorry, new moon, full moon, and then the waning moon. Obviously, there are more phases to it. But in terms of our female cycle, and, um, you know, seasonal cycles, it's it's the easiest way for me to kind of um, talk about it and exemplify it. So the dark moon, we, we link to the winter. 
And obviously, if you think about it, there's the least amount of light, so least amount of energy. And I would say that that's more of our kind of, you know, leading up to our our bleed. Okay, so probably the PMT phase where I don't know about you, Joanna, but I always feel insecure. I feel unsettled. I can feel it in me. And because I'm aware, um, I'm not always in sync. I have to be honest, I'm not always in sync with the moon phases, but I do try and do that as much as possible by paying attention. But in my own female cycle, I know that I mustn't overload myself. I need to be gentle and nurturing and, you know, not buy into those insecurities. And, and often I pay attention to what's coming up, you know, what you know, what themes are coming up for me, because these will give me clues for the rest of the cycle of things that I'm not, you know, that maybe need a little bit of attention, maybe need a little bit of focus, maybe need a little bit of letting go. Um, Then we come into our spring new moon phase. So this is always a good kind of holding period. We're coming into you know, coming out of the more inwards into the more outward masculine energy as well. But it's always a good time to just hold steady, not do anything, you know, not make any major decisions or, um, you know, just hold on, just notice, maybe start to think about what, what intentions you'd like to set, what changes you'd like to bring in for yourself. And that this is the time when I'm right. I'm always journaling. I love journaling, but I like to get a lot of clarity over over these things you know what I like to bring and what I like to focus on for this new cycle and um you know obviously our cycle is is you know starting to begin and then we um we come into the full moon phase and this is the part where we're in the summer we have the most amount of light the veils are thin it's a really powerful period so we're in the ovulating period of our cycle if we're in that that part of our lives obviously it's very creative we're getting a lot of downloads so it's really really good to be paying attention to you know what it is um you know we're we're manifesting we're co-creating um you know we get a lot of inspiration like i said so write write all of these things down you know if you're getting ideas but you can't act upon them write them down and then we come to the you know we we and it's flowing it's never a black and white period we're flowing more into the waning moon phase so i liken that to autumn we're shedding so we're not quite in our you know in our bleeding phase but we you know we we're starting to shed we're starting to see what's not working for us and again it's more of a reflective period as well over what's worked over what hasn't and depending on what inner work we've done, what progress we've made, what we've manifested will very much depend on how we feel in that period. So, you know, we're talking about it. Well, obviously it's personal to everyone, but it's about a 28 day cycle, Um, you know, obviously give and take a few days. And, um, you know, the moon phase is about that time as well. So you can see how it will really beautifully sync um, together if we are really paying attention to her and her beautiful cycles. And then obviously we come into the winter phase again, where with least amount of light, least amount of energy. So, in t- you know, you could really get into this. You know, you could... It depends, obviously, as entrepreneurs, we we can really, we could really 
be creative with that that energy and maybe do our launches in the full moon when we've got the most amount of energy socially it's always a good time in the full moon you know ovulating period summer period to be going out you know we, we want to be more sociable we want to be more connected and then obviously when we're, we're in our winter phase that is really when we you know don't plan those social engagements maybe don't plan your launches around that or, or you know if you're blessed enough to be working for yourself you know don't don't take on board any new projects anything like that um, but obviously it's about first and foremost, you know, really trying to sync as much as possible your female cycle with that lunar cycle. hundred percent. I, um, earlier in the week when I announced on Instagram that we were going to do our recording, I popped a little question box in my stories. And actually one of the questions that I did get, I guess that is for you is a lot of women wonder, how we fluctuate between uh, bleeding at the new moon versus the full moon. And I suppose for those who have paid attention to it, they've shared pretty much um, on a high level what you described, but bleeding at a new moon at a time in their life when there's more energy going inwards and just needing to kind of reflect and go within. And then you know, you're having your bleed around the full moon, which is more of an outward directed energy, maybe a time in your life when there's more need to be, like you said, connected, mm-hmm. maybe more of a healing work towards others and creativity and expression. So how would you describe those two archetypes if we were to just break it down into those two? So bleed at the new moon versus the full moon. For, for me, and, and I think we can be opposite within that. I've heard that, you know, that people have a way more energy at the new moon and um but the, maybe these are because I work with women that are kind of in that menopause which which I am and perimenopausal into menopause but obviously we still have fluctuations in in our cycles like that but some people are a lot more and I'm hoping I'm answering your question Joanna you know correct me if I'm not but um, some it's funny some people are very active in the new moon and some people are, are less so in in the in the full moon phase so you know it's it's about an honoring of wherever you're at noticing I would say noticing your personal energy and not not maybe getting so attached because before I was like right I've got to I've got to sink my cycles I've got to absolutely do this and I was kind of forgetting that 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 you know my honoring and my space within that and first and foremost I would go within and check in with yourself you know how are you feeling you know if it is that you you you're not so active with that full moon phase then just honor that first and foremost give yourself the space you know and if it is that in in the new moon and dark moon that you're 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 bleeding you're shedding and you know it's it's a reversal again honor that within you um you know if you're getting downloads wherever it may be in that cycle write those down and like I said if you're not always in a position to act upon that and take that inspired aligned action then do that when you do feel ready um you know first and foremost I feel it's about obviously going within flowing with within our own female personal cycles because 
you know, and then trying, trying to connect in and understand that lunar cycle as well, and maybe connecting more and align our cycle with that. Because I guess when we get out of sync, it becomes very difficult, doesn't it, to kind of see where we're going to have more of our female and inward energy and where we're going to be more in our masculine and more driven. Um, But obviously not forgetting that we have cosmic cycles as well. We have so much energy at play, don't we? You know, I like to tune in every day and see what 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 the collective, what's going on in the collective, what the energy is bringing to me, um, and then kind of take it from there. So I hope that's answered your question. It's this, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. There's just so much going on, you know. But but just you know, first and foremost, bring that awareness within and honor what is going on for you. That that would be my advice. I think that's that's a very good way to describe it because you use the word honoring, and I think it truly is about honoring both of the qualities that live within us, so the shadow, but also the light, and maybe acknowledging that working with this duality is kind of part of the journey that we're here to take as souls, at, you know, at Earth School. It's it's really what makes our experience also as females maybe so complex is that it allows us, you know, the, the various cycles allow us to experience this depth of, of emotion that retreating within, but then also being the creator, creating beauty, you know, love and emanating all that. So it, it's all that contributes to this richer life experience, I suppose. So I think that's a really good way to to sum it up. You mentioned indeed that we are dealing with a lot more uh, on an energetic level outside of really just looking at the moon. And that is very much the case because we're opening this episode and, and that's kind of the first thing that transpired on both our sides. And we're coming into, you know, if we were to look at shadow and and light, this whole concept around um, the equinox that's coming up also so we've got that. We've got a lot of cosmic energy at play at the moment. So I guess going back to my original question, but now about the present moment, how have you been navigating this and how has it felt for you over the past, I suppose, weeks or since the beginning of the month? Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, I feel since that Lionsgate portal over August, um, oh. it... <sighs> It's relentless, Joanna, and I'm saying this every week, you know, just, you know, come back down, centre, balance. I mean, I think the last few years, really, this, I'm feeling like I'm sure you are this build up as we're, you know, we've stepped into the overarching energy is this kind of Aquarian age, isn't it, that we're stepping into now and really starting to anchor through. And this is going to go on. This is like a thousand plus year cycle. So it's going to go way beyond our lifetime. So, you know, there's an awareness of this, that, that, you know, the consciousness, global consciousness is really shifting. Sorry, I need to give a bit of a background to kind of give an overall understanding. So, you know, we're moving more into a unity consciousness. There are many, many souls rapidly awakening, aren't they? Um, And there are pockets within these past few years, especially this year, where, where it's a year of really stepping into our spiritual lineage. We're really getting pushed to do this more and more. But we have pockets like the Lionsgate portal, which is all about our our personal 
manifestation ability to co-create you know through these powerful energies and and I feel that from then it's been really explosive and you mentioned as well didn't you Joanna how like time is just evaporating and it's like things are just are just happening all around and we we have no choice but to surrender and go with it and I keep saying expect the unexpected because you know it's like we're kind of just being we're in the current and we're just being I feel like I'm just being swept along and it and it's no longer about control is it it's just about navigating in the moment and you know dancing with our fears you know I've had a I had a massive wobble yes um last week big emotional wobble you know about my place in the world and my you know and 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 even as light workers we know that we're not exempt from that are we we you know it's it's not about feeling all like 100 and blooming all the time it's about how you manage to come back to that point of center and balance that's what it's about you know and learning whatever it is you need to learn at each at each time and all we can do really is 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 surrender go with it as much as possible accept our fears accept our insecurities accept our our lower self-worth however it's it's you know, presenting itself for you and just, you know, transcend that with as much ease and grace as possible, you know, not always managing it, I have to be honest, but you know, it's for me, what's important is how, how we come back to that point of center and balance for me that that's key, you know, Um, you know, and it's not about avoiding these times either, as we all know, it's about growth, it's about learning whatever it we have to learn from it and get the clarity that we have to get from it um but we're so supported cosmologically there's there's so much going on it's especially when I look at this month I'm like oh my goodness because I have a big board um month by month (laughs) and I look at you know I know the key dates obviously like equinox ahead of time but it's about you know looking at that and it's all happening on the weekends by the way um this this, isn't it have you noticed that it's all on the weekends this month um there's a couple of things in the week but all on the weekends so big big power weekends coming and for me I'm sure like you Joanna it's it's having that wisdom isn't it you know that knowing what's going on cosmologically is going to have a huge impact on you if you're an empath if you're a light worker we're we're very sensitive to all of that um, you know, but also knowing, you know, what I love is how the planets support us, but also spotlight where we're blocked in certain ways. So I, you know, I really try and keep that in my conscious mind. Um, and it, I don't know, it just helps me to move through. It explains how I might be feeling at a given time and just navigating it as best I can, really. I hope that's kind of helped. light workers and uh, even empaths will feel this even more because you just feel you have that awareness but you also feel that shift and perhaps even you become aware of the fact that you play such a major role in this collective awakening like you said that's going on um but yeah it's interesting because um i if i'm not mistaken i think for the first equinox of of the year we had for a while zero 
planets in retrograde yeah, first of at the all be- yeah to, it's sort of the beginning the first half of the year um or probably less than that we didn't you're right we had that period where we didn't you know we didn't have well we had other cosmic influences obviously um I think we had the eclipse season didn't we toward, right at the beginning of the year I can't remember it's just so much yeah. going on isn't there it's hard to get a sense of it but we have or I don't know whether we have at the minute, but we will have by the end of of this month, seven. Seven retrogrades is like, it's massive. You know, and again, there's always this push-pull of that, you know, they open us up to, 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 you know, our possibilities within how they support us. So, for example, we've got Mercury coming into its active phase, I think, on this Friday, um, on a power yeah. day as well, a nine-nine day. So, for example, if it, maybe this will help for people who are not not so kind of cosmically aware, I don't know. Um, but so Mercury is a ruler of connectivity and communication. So it's for me. I've just I felt the kind of shadow, like the pre-shadow phase of it, and I don't know, more much more stronger than usual. So. You know, I'm, I'm feeling like I have to be in my truth. I'm having these uncomfortable conversations that I just, you know, I don't, I've, I've been avoiding, to be honest. And a Mercury just, it kind of highlights that. It highlights where you've not been having the conversations that you maybe need to be having, but it also supports the way that you can connect to your deep truth. You know, so when I, I have been drawn to, to being in my truth, I've also managed to kind of say these things with a little bit more light and grace than usual. Um, so do you see what I mean? It's like a, a, a kind of push-pull. The, the, there's, you know, it's highlighting so it's uncomfortable, but at the same time it's supporting, you know, the way that we say our truth. Obviously that's Mercury and also the way we're connecting with people maybe on a little bit more of a deeper level, maybe highlighting the need that we've been keeping away a little bit from others. You know, it's it's always different. It's always different for everybody. Um, but that's Mercury. So then you've got a whole other, you've got Chiron in retrograde, I believe. So, you know, that's all about our limiting self-belief. So it, that all, oh gosh, and it's so uncomfortable when we realize how we've been stopping ourselves because of our fears and, but really pushing beyond that as well. So it's, it's really interesting. And it's, it's, you know, I think also we have to realize that we have all this energy and it's, it, it can be exhausting. Um, you know, so it is very much about, for me, the message personally is to slow down, ground myself in, be very present in each moment. So I don't, I don't get swept along too much. Um, j- just because it's so mm. intense, I, I really feel the intensity because you also you've got to remember that you're feeling it, but everybody else is as well. And they may not have that knowledge, they may not have those inner tools to, to be able to deal with this. So, you know, just being really aware as a light worker, because we love to be of service, don't we, through our light and how we support others, but just have that awareness that everybody's feeling this intensity as well so yeah absolutely Mm. that's so true um actually very it was very useful to me I spoke to somebody because like you I I felt the shadow period of mercury a lot more uh this time around and I think this particular mercury retrograde like you said that's coming on uh, 9-9 on Friday I believe that is it feels 
like it's got a lot more gravitas than it usually does yeah. because um, we love to, you know, make it a little bit of a, a mini drama. I think mainstream media has, has you know, branded Mercury Retrograde such a dramatic thing uh, to be going on. But actually on this particular occasion, I always say, you know, don't worry because to people that I work with and in readings, retrogrades are, are very much like you said, this opportunity to slow down. And for me, September really feels like, all right, we need to slow down and reflect on all these moves we've made in the past months, be it since the previous equinox, because we had that strong, I think, forward moving energy for a while to get things done and to make progress. But someone said to me, you know, what I started doing during Mercury retrograde is you just have to tell people what you're doing. Mm. And it's just coming so handy to me. And I've noticed such a massive shift because I think during during retrogrades, typically a lot of information gets lost. And also with Mercury, I mean, the fact that we're doing this episode is, is pretty amazing, <laughs> I have to say. We haven't had a single glitch, no, knock on right. wood. But Um, but just saying what you're going to do, even if it's to people around you, you know, I'm going out now and you go out and you've said it and it's kind of out in space. Whereas I think sometimes with that inward directed energy, it can get a little bit muffled, you know, and you're just more prone to misunderstanding others. But yeah, like you said, I think as light workers, it's so important to also support Mm -hmm. others and realize that we are all connected isn't that interconnectedness of things that single point of origin like I said earlier we just have to share those tools that's ultimately the goal but I guess um that kind of feeds beautifully into one of my next questions to you which was you know you you touched on the age of Aquarius and I guess there's a second, you know, thought that comes with that is it, it kind of reminds me what we've been going through kind of reminds me of a, what I typically feel in the run up to a new moon, which for the longest time, I used to feel very sensitive around the time of the full moon. And I think the more I grew into my practice and the sort of shifting tides and things um, in my own personal life and experience and journey the the new moon tends to be a very very potent um cycle for me because it's all that new energy that's coming in so but like you said the sky is dark and the moon isn't there it's not visible and it's just a lot that's coming through that we need to integrate if you have that awareness and to me the past few months and especially that really the activation uh, of the age of Aquarius, which is really dragging into the next year and beyond, it has felt like that. It has felt like a cycle of, well, realization and integration and really having to do that inner work, but also releasing control. I think that was something that I, that I really took away from what you said is, the release of Mm. of control, learning to flow, learning to let go of what is no longer in alignment with us. So in your circles and in your work with others through your beautiful practice, how do you, first of all, protect um, your energy and work to raise your vibration? Because it it feels like it's a pressing Mm. thing now. It feels like 
whether we want it or not, we're really shifting and timelines are changing. So how do we flow with that? You know, it's, it's really just about that. How do we flow? (laughs) That's the golden, like the, you know, that question, isn't it? That big question is, it's it's so loaded, (laughs) you know, and I I think it's letting go of, I mean, if, if I was to look at it personally, letting go of that pressure and that expectation that, you know, we put on ourselves to, to kind of, you know, just be a, an amazing boss of everything that's going on in our lives. For me, that, that, that awareness that, you know, it is it, very much all of everything that's going on, all that I feel, all the, you know, the chaos and uh, the unexpectedness and the fact that I'm not holding my light at every single moment is okay. You know, I'm just learning to really peel back all of that expectation because I'm very aware that obviously like you, we support our members, we, you know, our clients and as light workers, we, we, we have this desire, deep desire to be of service and you know be able to hold a light in any given time and and also hold a space for others so I take that pressure off myself and I take that expectation and I allow myself space I gift myself space and time if I'm feeling an unraveling which as you know we are because things have to shift so that's what I do first and foremost but I have um I'm uh, you know, I have what we all talk about the non-negotiable practice. For me, that's been a game changer. Every single day I sit down with my journal and I just free flow, I free write. I also get my content and my messaging from there. I like to be very soul-led and pure with that. Um, But I do give myself a space where the dogs don't come interrupt, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I... um, I really honor that within myself because a lot comes from that. And, and that's when I get that connection. I understand what's going on energetically. So I know whether I can sort of forge ahead or whether I have to really, um, you know, just just go easy and not uh, and not overload. You know, my day starts with that and that kind of gives me an indication. So I'm, always, I'm very aware. That's another thing. I'm very aware of my emotional landscape at any given time. Um, so I feel that does protect my energy. I I run a bit of energy on myself if I feel that um, I'm getting too impacted and I'm kind of getting a bit, um, you know, there's this kind of energetic manipulation that goes on, isn't there, when we're feeling a bit vulnerable and a bit low and, you know, things happen throughout the day. And it, and it, for me, it's about a kind of moving through it with as much ease and grace trying not to be reactive I I, I really do you know if, if I feel that that's going to happen I'll just take myself away physically um you know and it just there's just all sorts of things that weave together for me but I think I feel that that daily deliberate intentional practice of just sitting down with myself sitting down with soul and really getting clarity over what's going on how I feel um, you know, just running a bit of energy if I need to really just 
it slows everything down and grounds everything in. And, and I feel, you know, I feel that energetic intensity rising. I definitely feel it at the moment. You know, we're leading up to that, that global equinox as well, that that's rising. So in those cases, it's just very intentional, slow it right down. Everything that I do, if it's a piece of content, I'll just really focus on that, make that as soul led as possible. And that again, helps me to slow down. And for me, you know, that they, they've really been the biggest practices. It's not really one thing, but it's just a way of living, I suppose, a way of being um, that that really helps me protect my energy and be very aware. I, I like to go into, I do a bit of like global grid surfing. I know that I kind of go into that energy as well quite regularly and that just helps me expand. It helps me to release. It helps me to get clarity as well when I'm when I'm in there. Um and obviously in my membership I run energy every week. So I always, you know, because obviously we channel, don't we? So that that really helps as well to you know, just keep that vibration a bit higher and more sustained. Um, I mean, there's lots of ways that, you know, I deliberately don't watch sad films. I don't listen to, to books that are darker or feel dark to me. You, I think we get very practice of that, don't we? We get very bounded with our energy. Um, you know, and I always, like you probably, I, I spend so much time you know, keeping my, you know, my frequency as raised as possible that I don't, you know, I kind of avoid situations that I know will just lower that. Obviously, we can't always do that. We have work commitments, yeah. don't we? We have friends, we have your friends we want to support. And, you know, but you you do, you become very bounded, very aware, very intentional in who you spend time with. Um, you know, because I see my light as a precious commodity and I know I need that for the work that I do. Um, so it's just about choices as well. Um, yeah, there's, gosh, there's so many things that I probably do, but I don't really, you know, I don't really think about them um, on a daily basis, I guess. I'm just kind of doing them automatically. But hopefully... The conscious yeah, living. Yeah, conscious living. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Conscious living. Absolutely what's your um take on manifestation try to not use this word as frequently because it's become so commodified mm. unfortunately um and our understanding of it I suppose but that's something that comes up every single time you know how do I go about my manifestations when do I you know <laughs> how do I begin this journey and in relation to the moon particularly mm. because that tends to be a recurring thing oh, I love that it's so interesting you said that because I do think it, it has become like a kind of mechanical process which it so isn't you know it's not possible is it to just sit and and be intentional all the time we're just not we don't live like that and I think it's really hard work if you are intentionally thinking about something you want to create in your life and and totally be on it all the time I, I personally I don't I don't think it's possible 
But what I do think is possible, so for example, if I can talk about it in terms of my work and my experience, and I'll try and bring in the moon cycles as well so we can have a bit more of a deeper understanding around that is, I mean, obviously maybe like you, you do launches, so you have a particular service that you want to get out there at a particular time. Well, I know that I have to be very aware of how I'm thinking and feeling and what I'm telling myself. For me, that's a big part of this kind of co-creative process because we're always co-creating whether it's good things or bad things right and what I try and do is just be in my queen energy as much as possible you know not focus on oh my god if it doesn't work or if I don't get what you know my goals or you know I don't have set goals I find that really very masculine it it has its place but I kind of don't I I have intentions and a vision let's say I like those words um but I know that sometimes fear can get hold of me you know um self-doubt self-worth and when I notice that or when I know that I'm launching something I'm really hyper aware in those times of what I'm telling myself and I focus more on the vision so the feeling of what that would feel like you know just it's like it's like I have this higher higher version of me that I kind of like to step into and 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 dance with and bring into me every day and I write that down in my journal when I'm having a particular moment where I am co-creating something but I don't believe I, I don't think it's possible to be at that you know that level of focus all the time we're just not made like that are we we have flow and we have flux in our inner energies um so really be intentional as much as possible if you are trying to manifest or bring something into your reality and just really be hyper aware of what you're telling yourself around that focus more on the the long-term vision of what it is you would love to to have in your life rather than the figures and the you know those sorts of things be really aware of you know seeking external validation that's been a big thing for me of just letting go of those set goals but just seeing the progress and the improvements and those little shifts and changes you know it's it's a whole thing it's it's um I just try and be more goddessy about it, I think, and more sovereign about it. Just focus on the impact of what it is you want to um, achieve. You know, focus on on the the vision, and um, you know, just just try and get away from the actual physical goals. I would say personally, and in terms of the moon, to come back to that, if you're in sync with, you know, if you're very much in tune with the lunar cycles then for me like you said Joanna those real power points are the new moon and the full moon so if you want to I don't want to kind of do it a disservice by being really um, basic about it but what you could do is have a bit of a, a little moon ritual. So like I said, set your intentions at the new moon because we do, we, we're more inwards, aren't we? We're more in our female kind of energy. We're inwards. So that's a really good time to get clarity over the newness that you want to bring in and that you desire 
and at the full moon, it's okay, let's just reflect on where I'm at with it all, maybe have a, a celebration. It's really important, obviously, to celebrate all your little wins, however small, however big, obviously. And just, you know, bringing that, 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 that blessing, you know, that feeling of thankfulness and all, for all of that cosmic support and all that you, you know, you're creating in your life as well. And, um, you know, just, just remember that these are powerful, potent periods that will really support that within you. You know, if you so wish, you could really harness that by having that knowledge, having that wisdom of how they support you. So you could do that then. And, if you're not used to working in this way, because we're so programmed not to, aren't we? You know, just start with something small if you want to have a practice, just something really small that, um, you know, you could set an intention around and then use at the new moon and then full moon. Look at where you're at with it, how far you've got with it. You know, we need that bigger picture, don't we, Joanna? Right? We know, you know, we have a bigger picture. We have a long-ranged uh, kind of, vision for ourselves don't we or you know maybe that's something you you might want to think about um but yeah day to day day to day living and you know I feel that there's so much that goes on in our lives that can really pull ourselves out of our energy and so you know if you bring it back to manifesting and co-creating you know if you are focusing on something and really desiring something for me it's you know just be aware what's taking you taking you away from that you know focus on the impact but you know you know and it's true we get so hung up on the outcome as well don't we and again that's that's a form of control you know it it really isn't our job of how that's gonna that's gonna happen it's about us working on our inner selves and and you know, knowing how we're feeling and what we're telling ourselves and, you know, just being in that queenly sovereign energy as much as possible, because it's a gorgeous space to be in, isn't it? You know, when we're feeling it and we're, you know, we're feeling on top of our game, we work on that, don't we? Work on ourselves as much as possible and and keep that feeling within us. And I love that you touched on, you know, the first part of the year, it it was more of a, a, a masculine kind of action you know doing getting the job done we we need that don't we at times we need that otherwise we'd just be floating around in the ethers and we'd never anchor anything in would we and you see that I see that with people you know and and I guess I'm I can be very ungrounded like the rest of us but you know, we need that action orientated energy, but we also need the inwards. We, for me, we start with that female, that goddess energy that, you know, we start, we get our um, soul led kind of, you know, aspects coming through. We, we look at what, we, what it is we need to, what we want to bring through for ourselves. We get our inspiration and then we use that beautiful blend of female male energy to kind of action it. So, um you know it's not that it's wrong it's just that we need that that weaving don't we 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 need to know how to flow with that as much as possible and I guess at the moment yeah. September you know we if we look at it seasonally um well especially here in the northern hemisphere we're, we're you know we're coming into that um you know the, the the autumn equinox now aren't we so we're going more into our females so I feel maybe that's why we also are feeling that need to slow down and ground and and you know 
just get clarity as well. Yeah, clarity is a is a good way to to round it. I was going to use the word awareness mm. as well, just to be in that awareness, um, working really, like you said, with some of these principles that you touched on, on the day to day, and just realizing that there's so much possibility. Um, and in that bigger picture space where potential can expand and possibility grows. And I think that's something that you do in in your work, in your circles as well. So I suppose it naturally flows into um, a a bit of a, a bit of a roundup of our conversation about what you offer and that beautiful space that you create with others that you Mm co-create with others and what can people expect to find? I love that. Thank you, Joanna. So um, I've met, I think I mentioned it earlier. I have a membership. That's my big baby. That's um, something that was birthed through uh, from my struggles and my awakening. Obviously, that just having someone who got it and could understand it and understand the spiritual growth. So I work mainly with empathic light workers. We in within the membership, we you know it's a powerful sisterhood, a beautiful sisterhood of incredible women that come together every week. We um, I run the transference healing energies, which I mentioned. I teach uh, energy techniques, so they can then start to learn to run energy on themselves and protect their energy and and be expansive um we do moon rituals obviously we focus on the new and the full moons and this is when i like to run the bulk of the energy so that it's really amplified um oh we do so much we i do a lot of um ancient wisdom teaching sacred teachings as well and um what else do we do? We have oracle card readings. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot that goes on, but it really is for me a high frequency space. I keep it really pure. I keep it really light. And it's just a space where light workers and empaths can come and just recharge themselves and replenish and, you know, rebalance. And, and it's, it's just about keeping everybody on that 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 you know that north path you know keeping ourselves you know course correct as it were as much as possible and how we can manage whatever's going on cosmologically we look very much at you know what what's coming ahead and how that's going to impact on us and how we can harness that so the big thing is the membership the lunar light worker membership yeah so and that's yeah oh thank you that that's opening up in about 10 days so at the time of this recording so we're busy so I mentioned the launching that's what I'm busy doing at the minute um and just being in my queen energy around that (laughs) yeah I'm excited for that one so I'll put this all of this in the show notes so people know how to connect with you where to find you you've got your launch in about 10 days time so that will be there um people can check it out and of course all of your socials and everything like that and i suppose the last question that i want to ask you is in the grand scheme of this year um, or whatever's left of this year or going into next year is there something that you're particularly excited about looking forward to cosmically speaking or a very potent illumination that maybe you're looking forward to 
something like that. Yeah, just just with this sixth universal year, it's this real sense of getting back to, you know, spiritual lineages, spiritual roots. I'm really feeling that. And I feel that I I just want to harness that as much as possible for myself. Um, uh, you know, just just really honing in on my skills and and really feeling them rise within me. I'm look also looking forward to the equinox. I always do, and the solstice, uh, winter solstice. You know, we do quite a big celebration around that in the family. So, and for me, it's a very potent time. And I always I open up the membership on those dates, on the solstice and equinox, because I know how powerful. You know, it's those new beginnings and. Um, you know how powerful that can feel um so yeah that for me is 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 where I'm at with it at the moment amazing thank you so much for joining me in this really wonderful conversation today thank you I've loved it I've really really loved it really going in deep diving in deep so thank you Thank you for listening today and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out the show notes if you wish to explore the themes of today's episode a little further as well as learn more about my inspiring guest. I'd love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about what you enjoyed on the podcast. Please be so kind as to leave a review, subscribe and share with anyone you think would benefit from today's episode. Till next time.